0: Hi, I'm Jordan, and I'm Dole. And there's some things that uh, I got to say today, Um, and and it's going to be a little bit different than uh, what uh, I've said or how I've said things in uh, in our previous podcasts. Um, So, what I want to do is start with um, talking about some of my beliefs, where they emanate from, where they started from, how they were influenced, and hopefully do it in in a pretty concise way. And I would love to hear. You know, the, the same from you and, and then your feedback on sort of uh, uh, where, I, where I have arrived at and, and, and share some sure. of that with you, too. Sure. Um, uh, some, some key things. Right. And, and I don't want to go back to, to birth because I don't remember being born, but, but I presume I was. because I was I'm born here. at an early age. Yeah, I was born at an early age. <laughs> um, but, I, but I do think there are some early uh, aspects and, and circumstances to, to my life that I, I do believe have, have had an effect on me. Um, uh, my parents, uh, married and, and I was born, uh, right at their first anniversary, uh, or just short of that. Uh, so I was a, a quick child, uh, uh, in a, in a young marriage and a young family, um, pretty normal far as I can, everything I can tell. My dad was, uh, uh, in the Navy and so we traveled a good bit and all over the country and, uh, at about, uh, when I was about 10, um, my dad was over in Vietnam and serving uh, two tours of duty over there, not in battle, but but on a, on a the naval base there in, in Da Nang and in Saigon. Um, my parents divorced. And that had a, a huge, huge impact on me emotionally. And, and uh, obviously, it was devastating to my mother, and, and I had two younger brothers. And, and I think that had an impact on me in and, 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 uh, a lot of ways. I like to think that uh, in some ways it caused some positive outcomes for me, and and in some other ways, probably not. I probably have some emotional baggage that even this many years later I'm still wrestling with. But uh, I had to become the man of the house, right? And at, at 11 or 12 years old, um, my brothers were uh, three and five years younger than me, so they were much smaller. I, I was you know 10, and so they were you know six, seven, five, six, seven, something like that. So I became the man of the house for all practical purposes, and my mother was the breadwinner. Um, and that, that in, impacted me, right? Because uh, the, we, uh, we had to st- uh, struggle a lot uh, to, to get by. Never, never went hungry, never did without, uh, but there were a lot of things that I had to adjust to. I didn't get to have all the things that I wanted, like what I perceived a lot of my, my friends and school uh, pals did. And so that influenced me to want to be motivated to do some things. Um, and I learned at an early age that if I wanted something, I had to go earn it. It was, uh, had to be a result of, of my effort. Now, I say that, and I'm not a self-made man. I don't claim that. I, you know, I believe that it takes a lot of people to influence uh, folks as they, as they come along. And I had a lot of positive influences. Uh, My mother was one of nine children, so I had a lot of aunts and uncles around and older cousins, and and my grandparents were still uh, living, at least my maternal grandparents were at that point. And there was a lot of positive influences uh, for me and a lot of uh, good role models that I I had. Uh, My father was not really that uh, in the picture, so I can't really count him as a role model during those years. Uh, But as I got to be a a young adult, late teens, uh, early 20s, I had uh, developed quite a bit of independence. And and I was a firm believer that uh, a person's efforts should be rewarded. Um, there were uh, rules and things that that people uh, abide by would abide by. That's you, you obeyed the law. You worked hard. You worked for someone that paid you uh, a wage or a, a decent wage. And if that wasn't acceptable to you, you went and found someone else that would. And it was, you know, you you had the freedom to go to go do that. And I firmly believed in. In, in that type of freedom that as I, as I got older and got more uh, education, uh, I understood um, uh, more clearly and, and could define it uh, formally as, you know, that's the, the role of capitalism in your life, right? You, you know, you have the right to go do and earn and, and compensate. And, you, you know, you had certain things that you could own, but certain things that you had to earn and, uh, and, and use. Uh, free enterprise. If you didn't like something, you could go start something yourself if you wanted to. All of those things that sort of fed in. And and as I went through uh, my higher education and, and uh, college and such, um, uh, there were a lot of things I learned. Uh, and, and you have to understand that was a lot of years ago, well over, uh, let's say 40 plus years ago uh, that I was learning these things. And they uh, I was learning things that were consistent with the belief system that I had uh, uh, developed over in my life up to that point. And that's how I chose to, to continue to live my life. Um, h- how did that manifest in, in other adult avenues of, of belief and belief structure? Um, I'm not trying to get into any kind of, you know, social theory. I know in our past discussions, we've talked a lot about, you know, social, uh, so- sociologies and psychology and social psychology and individuals and groups and motivation. This is more Personal. Uh, rather than, you know, uh, more uh, academic or, or uh, um, philosophical. Um, but I was a firm believer in um, you uh, uh, could make your own way and whatever that meant. Now, uh, were, were things always fair? No, didn't expect them to be fair. And sometimes you didn't want them to be fair because you didn't want always to, you wanted to have grace sometimes bestowed upon you when you made a mistake or when you slipped and and, and things didn't have to be fatal. and. And, 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 and I think the society that uh, I, I believed I was living in uh, reinforced that to a, to a great extent. Not to say that there weren't some uh, aspects of it that, that were imperfect, that didn't fit that mold or didn't fit that, uh, that perspective that I had. Um, I was not naive, I don't think. I mean, uh, maybe to some extent I was, but I wasn't totally naive. I, I did understand there were evil people in the world that took advantage of other people, um, but uh, because of how I believe i was raised and influenced and mentored um i was not one that felt that that, that was an acceptable way to be for me and and for anyone really but i, I chose not to do that um you know i was a uh a raised uh in and around uh, uh, church and and a religion uh i was raised to believe in god and and i did and i still do uh, I also uh, uh, made a choice in, in my life at the appropriate time, or I say at, at the time, at a time uh, that uh, I accepted certain uh, principles of faith and belief as as truth and uh, believe it. Um, and one of those is that that you know Jesus is the 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 Messiah that that came from uh, God was God incarnate and to come and and provide a a, a path for. Uh, a man, a weak, sinful man, to back to God. And uh, I don't purport to know what all that means. Uh, I don't feel like I have to know what all that means. But what I do believe is that there is something uh, larger and uh, eternal beyond this physical uh, existence and physical life that we have. And so when I weigh all this together— um, you know, it sort of manifested itself in some adult belief systems that tended to connect in the political spectrum, right? And and I, I certainly uh, am not saying that I am a devout this or devout that on the political spectrum at all, but more you know the the continuum of belief systems and, and where they sort of plug into that that, that continuum of. Of politics and and, and what all, I tend to be much more conservative. As I've gotten older, I've tended to be even more conservative. Uh, But I'm a firm believer in um, what the the United States, the the uh, principles that I believe that it was founded on, and that's freedoms. Right, and the protection of those freedoms—not the granting of those freedoms, but the protection of those freedoms—I think those those freedoms, as we've said here before and talked about, you know, are bestowed by by our Creator, and I firmly believe that. And so, I I attempt and I try to have everything that I believe measured in in context of of that structure uh, that that I have, and uh, but I also hopefully am uh, humble enough. know that i don't know at all and that i learn more things that help me uh not necessarily change what i believe but but it might if if i believe something that's wrong i i I want to to know that because i believe that uh truth is absolute there is i don't believe there is such a thing that says your truth and my truth unless unless it is the truth because the truths cannot be in conflict it might be perspective. It might be perception. It may be what I choose to see and believe, but that doesn't make it true or not uh, true or, or, or not.
1: It may be the part I'm of reality that I focus on more than other parts of reality.
0: Sure. And, and it could be an interpretation of, you know, we can look at uh, something uh, and, and describe it. And while we're looking at exactly the same thing, we can describe it fairly differently. Um, at least, if someone else heard that but didn't see it, right, right. and they had to make a, a mental, mental image, sure. they would interpret it, interpret the the imprecise words that we might choose to use, because in our mind it was it was clear, but but it, uh, the English language or any language for that matter, I believe, is has an imprecision about it in trying to dest- tend to to describe other things. Well,
1: right? the the uh, and this is a real aside, but. The thing that really I think most people don't realize or, or or maybe not even acknowledge is not only is language imprecise and uh, awkward for trying to uh, illustrate what you see or mean or think or feel. Just the mere seeing, thinking, feeling, your own internal interpretation is still awkward versus the reality of what it is. And there's a distinction sure. there. And most people think that those are so the same, and, and, and that couldn't further be further from the truth. I think that the distance between the truth of things and reality and our perception of them, that distance is often far greater than the distance between our perception and our ability to communicate it. Sure, sure.
0: I, I agree with that. I mean, in just one simple example. Uh, trying to describe pain, right? You know, if, if you, what is pain? Well, pain may be something different to me than it is to you. And I, I know the medical professionals. One of the things they do is try to get people to empirically quantify it right. on one to ten. Where does that? Where, well, seven. What does that mean?
1: Well, what does even the pain mean? Because the, the reality is, if uh, sure. your body, it, it's a sensation that it's causing, but really all it is is a motivator to indicate the desire for your internal automatic systems to have you change something that you're doing. But what uh-huh. is the pain? Is the pain that indication? Is the pain, you know, that feeling? Or is the pain the thing that causes that that f- feeling to arise or is the pain the system that analyzes what's going on to understand it needs to trigger that cause or that thing to uh, that feeling to arise in you <laughs> so it's like it gets mm-hmm. really muddy when you start to try to yeah. be extremely precise with everything and it, right. but it's and, not and, useful and I think, ultimately i don't think most of the time all right. of that kind of distinction
0: right. right and and that's sort of the the uh, uh, i think summarizes you know my point about about truth that, that there are there are things that are absolute and they're truth, and if it's not absolute, it's not truth. It doesn't mean it's not doesn't have some validity. I don't mean that. I'm just saying, but but there are certain things that, that are just that are just true, that are just truth. And I think we have to uh, have a, a foundation of truth that we base things from. Otherwise, we we run the risk of having you know a very shaky, very weak, very uh, uh, susceptible. To, to destruction uh, set of beliefs and set of, of, of perspectives and values. Um, at least that's, that's the perspective that I have. Now, uh, does that mean that if someone isn't the way I, uh, I uh, doesn't think the way I do, that, that they're absolutely wrong? I, I can't say that. That's not for me to say. Uh, but from a perspective of uh, and I think this is where people get caught up in this. Well, your truth is this, and my truth is that. They're, they're trying to ascribe truth to something that is a pers- that is not truly truth. It's it's an interpretation of of, of their uh, perspective, what they see, or what they think they believe, or what they think is, is truth. So back to the the, the 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 where where I think I plug in um, because I think part of why we wanted to have this discussion was to sort of uh, get some clarity and some uh, a discourse on why we have been having some of the conversations and, and what the, the context and the content and even maybe some of the motivations behind it. Um, uh, one of the things that I think, and, and this has come out of conversations that you and I've had in the past, not necessarily on our, on our uh, podcasts here, but um, the, the the there are uh, aspects of how we operate and think and feel internally that they get more real once they get out, right? Uh, and and what that once they're out in discussions and in conversations or uh, uh, you know presentations or whatever, they become more real, and then a person can then assess them themselves to so do self-assessment on that on that uh, uh discourse or that discussion in such a way that they can evaluate is it right is it correct uh and and adjust where they need to adjust right that's that's how as we as we age i, I believe this is part of the 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 a process of life when uh, when you 're young it 's all about pleasure right it 's all about survival and pleasure. A baby cries when it 's hungry or when it 's got a, an issue when it has discomfort of some sort whether that's hunger whether that 's a wet diaper or whether it 's whatever you know cold or or too hot or whatever the cat's sick um, and as a child that child uh, ages it gains more knowledge and more wisdom uh, and more specificity on how to Speak or communicate its its needs. It knows how better to talk about hunger. Knows how better to talk about you know uh, going to the bathroom. Uh, knows more how how to communicate about discomfort and pain and and other kinds of emotions, loneliness, abandonment, things of that sort that that they can can react to. And then as as one hones that communication and connection, articulate verbally better and more clearly. They begin to gain even more knowledge and hence wisdom, because uh, to me is is wisdom is the gaining of knowledge and the knowing how to apply that knowledge uh, in in uh, positive, constructive ways. To the point in time once, uh, and, and this leads me to the the scenario. You know, when people talk about their parents, you know, when when I was uh, when I was five, my, my dad knew everything, and and then when I was twelve, my, my dad kind of got pretty goofy when i was a teenager he got to be the dumbest person i know then at 25 i began to realize just how smart my dad truly was and then at 40 i began to realize how wise my dad had who was has been all you know kind of a thing like that i'm I'm not putting words into my into my son's mouths on on that regard but just sort of i've heard that numerous times Uh, and they go yeah it's amazing how my dad got smarter as i got older Right, and the reality is that the individual is the one that gained the knowledge and gained the wisdom and the understanding at the same time that the other did too. Right, and I like to think that in my life, I've gotten some somewhat wiser because of that. I've been open uh, uh, to to hear things I didn't agree with, and sometimes I, I stand toe to toe and dig my heels in on things I disagree with. Um, but I also uh, have uh, no there have been occasions where that was, uh, and I stopped and I backed up, and I had to either you know acknowledge or apologize. Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. I misunderstood that. I, I, I had a wrong piece of information, or I overreacted. Uh, I, I was selfish. Uh, I was you know careless, or whatever the, the the thing was, and and those are the kinds of feedback that I think help someone grow. Um, it's it's helping me. Uh, all of this is helping me today in in my present state as a, um, I'm going to say, uh, on the verge of hitting senior citizen. Others may say I'm already past that verge, but <laughs> that, that's, that's okay. Um, I'm a firm believer that, that, you know, when people say 40 is the new 30, and, and I'll say 60 is the new 50, and, and I'll even go and say 60 is the new 45. So. So I'm, I'm in my late 40s now. Under that, under that context, um, uh, I think it's it's allowing me to look at the world uh, through uh, in a different lens from time to time. Uh, not always, right? Because it's it's uh, as as anyone throughout history would probably say, "Oh, these are the worst of times," some you know that, that we live in because of A, B, and C.
1: Well, that's, right? Everybody's always thought that forever.
0: Right, and 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 so I, I try to uh, take that in in, in in stride, and apply the 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 modicum or the thimble of of wisdom that I've of uh, think that I've like I like to think that I've attained, um, you know, through this life, and and go, you know, it's I can th- feel that way, I can think that way, and it can have X Y Z impact on me, or I can choose to. Think th- about things in a, in a different way, and this is a, another example of that. Where what I'm thinking and believing coming out, it, it gives it reality and strength. So, um, uh, said a whole lot more, spoke a lot longer than I intended to on, on this particular topic right now. But, but uh, I wanted to do a you know a zip through uh, sort of the the uh, uh, path that that my life has has gone along. Uh, In some regards, and the things that I think, and there are probably many, many other things that I just don't recall right now that did have an influence on my, on my, my, the context of my belief systems and what I think and feel. Uh, But I think that sort of is is a is a main core or main thread that uh, I like to think is is a big part of of the definition of me. So, what do you think? Do do you does that make sense to you? Do you have Anything you want to add from your perspective, or
1: or uh, well, questions I, or
0: pushback on anything I said?
1: I certainly wasn't there for your upbringing <laughs> and, and <laughs> formative years. Um, no, I, I I think that makes sense to me. I think that um, it's very clear to me hearing you you know speak about all that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of the differences between how you felt and thought about life especially at a younger age than I did and and still do I think to a degree um which is 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 not necessarily it's not surprising to me it's also not really new the difference in perspective um because I one of the things for me is that I'm quite confident at this point in my life that the way that I think and feel about reality the world you know my life uh, it's very different than most people think and feel about theirs at least i from what people i've heard people say and i listen to a lot of people talk about you know where they you know where their beliefs come from where you know what they believe why they believe what they believe you know their upbringing all that kind of stuff it's pretty clear to me that i i feel differently and think differently about those kinds of things than they do, uh, which I think is interesting in and of itself because there's a lot of usual commonality and there's a lot of uh, divergence between uh, people or among people <laughs> that, I, uh, mm-hmm. that I, I've heard similar stories from. And, you know, I think a lot of perspective on life uh, splits pretty early in life. Based on some perceptions that an individual has about reality and life and feelings that they have about reality and life at a real young age. And then, either those get reinforced automatically, because if, when left to our own devices, we, uh, I think, generally have a tendency uh, as a species to have a perspective about how things work and then look for the evidence that that's correct right and not mm-hmm. intentionally look for evidence that contradicts that perspective Sure. and so um if when less of our own advices especially at a younger age i think we develop uh, a an internal echo chamber of sorts and so I, I'm, I'm speaking very broadly here but I'll, I'll get back around to i think your, your actual questions but um and so, I think that uh, th- that happens. And then there's also the other possibility that, um, you know, there's, there's large influences in someone's life. And so, those influences have a degree to which they influence us. And most, it's a very shallow degree, I think. And, you know, it's maybe some formative stuff, just some uh, vernacular vocabulary that we pick up from people, and that kind of forms a little bit of how we think and feel about things. Um, but some is much deeper than that, right? When you have like real uh, involved role models from an early age and they're very involved in your life, uh, basically they will uh, mold you in a very. Sp- uh, uh, strong way and when i say strong i don't mean you'll end up strong i mean that their perspective you, you will probably adopt most if not all of their perspective um and i think that that's useful and i don't think that that's a bad thing uh what i right. think is that it's incumbent upon the individual to realize that that is either one what has happened in their past or two that's what they're going through currently and just be aware of that and understand how that plays into who they feel that they really are you know at their core um, anyway so that's that's a little bit of an aside Uh, But going back to your, uh, I don't know that I really have anything to push back on because I mean, it's your experience. I don't think I can push back on your experience. Um, uh, As far as questions, um, what I would say is uh, listening to it, it was very, I think, um, I I enjoyed listening to it and and I think I picked up some new things that I hadn't necessarily known so much about you. Um, But the questions that I have is, or let let me start again, I feel that. You spoke in very general, broad terms about mm-hmm. your, your upbringing up and, and your, your I would say, formative years and then just where you've gotten to where you are. Um, and I feel that um, maybe that overgeneralization was a concern of not wanting to be too specific about some of the details make sense with personal details and all that, um, sure. but more about your perspective on things and what you actually feel, because I mean, I know you you spoke we, uh, very similar to in our past episodes where we talk about truth and and how that should drive what we do and, and, and how we think about things, and you've talked a little bit about that, but I, I would like to hear a little bit more specifics about what that means to you. Like, uh, when you say, you know, we should base what we do off of truth or be guided by truth and have that as a principle, what does that mean to you? How does that translate to the real world? What are... Some actions that you take that are consequence what are thoughts that you have positions that you hold that are consequence of that um
0: let me give some personal detail uh, example an example or two that that will uh potentially um reveal some things and then I'll then I'll move on into what you're talking about how 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 the, some of these things manifest themselves in, in, in reality and behavior. Sure. Um, uh, one of the things I mentioned, you know, after my parents divorced was my mother was our breadwinner and, uh, she was a uh, you know, high school graduate, but she didn't have any, any post high school education or, or any kind of formal skill training. She was, she just worked in food service for, for, you know, that's what she did as a, as a sailor's wife, it was really easy to find a waitress job in different places and, 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 and make a decent you know, amount of money to supplement what the, what the sailor was bringing in. But after they divorced, there wasn't, it wasn't there. Um, and, you know, we, it, uh, there were points in time that we qualified for uh, federally subsidized lunches or free lunches, as they used to be called. Uh, to, you know, and, and, and get uh, in, in the school system was, was uh, pretty uh, insensitive, not intentionally, I don't think, but they were pretty insensitive in how they did this. Uh, on Monday mornings, every Monday morning, you could buy your lunch ticket if, uh, for the week if you, if you paid for your lunch there in school. Or if you're on the free lunches, they called out free lunch, here, come get your free lunch ticket. Something to that effect. Um, uh, we qualified, but I never took a free lunch. I never took a free lunch. I either bought my own lunch or I did without, and I didn't do without very often. I found ways to to to, to make enough money to To be able to afford the lunch, they weren't that expensive. I don't know, thirty cents a day or fifty cents a day. So,
1: where did that decision come from? I mean, that is a, 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 a what what age range are we talking about here? Pretty young,
0: right? Uh, it was twelve or thirteen, right? Right. Uh, it, it came from. Uh, you have to also understand that, that divorce was not quite as prevalent and as normalized sure. back in those days, the, the late sixties, early seventies, uh, as it is today, right? People talk about divorce and families get divorced and and kids have. Outwardly, just become numb to it, uh, and but but it wasn't that way back in that day. It was still, you know, uh, especially not in the. I will say the they've become numb area. to
1: it. They they've become. Uh, it's 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 standard. It's it's expected. It's not uh surprising. Right. right. Or
0: not um, surprising. Uh, I had I had classmates that it was you know whispered around if their parents got divorced. Right. Yeah. And and so it was it was a, it was a shame. Right. There was a a shame there. it wasn't a shame. Uh, being ashamed of my mother or my of my of da- uh, my dad, it was just a, uh, and and it wasn't that anybody brought shame on me or, or told me or did anything right directly to me. It was emanated because of that was a uh, what I perceived as a as a societal norm that had had you know been violated there. Sure, and uh, that and being poor, right. Uh, uh yeah, I was poor. I was poor for a long time. I mean, I to, to, even even into early adulthood, uh, I was poor from the standpoint of I didn't have anything except for what came in each week, on, or you know, or, uh, to 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 get by, right? And um and there was that that fear and and shame of of being poor and not wanting to acknowledge it, right? Uh, uh, such that you know I mentioned early on uh, uh earlier in, in my initial comments, that um, we never went hungry, but there were a lot of things we had to do without that, that we wanted. Um, I played the league baseball uh, in, in the summer league. And, you know, I uh, always had tennis shoes. That's what, that's what my mother bought, Sears and Roebuck tennis shoes. So I wore those to school. But you can't really play baseball in tennis shoes, right? And uh, we couldn't afford a pair of, uh, you know, cleats, rubber cleats to, to wear. Um, uh, it's back in the day when you could get deposit for a Coke bottle. Uh, I went up and down the, the roads. We lived out in a rural area. Went up and down the roads because people didn't think twice about throwing empty bottles out uh, in, in the ditch and, and picked up a uh, 100 or so bottles and carried them to the local country store. And uh, I got $3.10 or maybe a little bit more than that. But but the $3.10 is what the, the cleats cost at the, the local discount shoe store. Uh, back before Walmart was around, there was no Walmart. Um, but there was a, a discount shoe store and, uh, believe it or not, for three dollars and 10 cents, I bought a pair of baseball cleats that I, that I wore until they were, then the, the cleats were worn down in nubs and, and the soles become you know disconnected from the the, the leather part of the shoe or vinyl part it really wasn't true leather. Um, but I was proud of that. Right. I mean, and that, that sort of, sort of taught the Number one, it taught me, uh, to understand the difference between need and want, and then on the wants to prioritize what you wanted, and then to go do what you needed to do and work for it, or you didn't get it right. I, I've never expected anyone to to provide a handout for me um, to me. And uh, when people have given me gifts, I mean, there was when I was. I mentioned I had you know a lot of relatives, a lot of you know uncles that were you know served as as a good role models for me, and even other. Uh, older relatives, uh, male and female, um, I was the first in my family to go to uh, a four-year college. And you go, that's not such a big deal. I have 41 first cousins on my mother's side of the family with nine children. So out of my, my grandparents and, and all of their brothers and sisters, their nine children and uh, all the other uh, grandchildren, there were uh, I was in the middle age-wise, so there were probably 20-some-odd grandchildren older than me and probably you know, nearly that many uh, much younger than me. Um, I was the first one to go to a four-year college. And that was a big deal. And there were times when I would come home on a weekend and I'd see a relative and he goes, I don't have much, but here's $5. Maybe that'll buy you, you know, a couple of lunches this coming week. Things like that, that made me very uncomfortable, but I knew where it was coming from. Right. I I knew it was, it was um, an attempt to help and uh, help pave the way. And so you ask about how that affected my, these things kind of affected my behavior. I'm a firm believer uh, to always help other people, you know, when I can and where I can. Uh, I, I don't believe in uh, charity for charity's sake. That's not what I'm talking about. Just, you know, oh, this person says they're in need. Uh, I'm talking about prudent help for, for people that, that that have a need uh never want to let anybody go hungry uh but i'm a firm believer in you know i I will help anyone i can but i'm going to help you help yourself you know under the principle of of you know you give a man a fish he eats for today and you teach him how to fish he'll eat for a lifetime and uh uh, that's sort of uh, a a value proposition that that i've tried to embrace um and, and as i've gotten older The help I've gotten to where I was uh, a lot more, uh, a lot less, I should say, uncomfortable with accepting help, right, and understanding the positive aspect of it, right, and and in terms of like you know all the all the jobs that I've had and the careers that I've had, you know, through my adult life, uh, I don't, I can't think of one where it wasn't influenced by someone willing for no benefit of their own they were willing to help me right and uh sometimes it's because they knew me uh but sometimes it was because number one they were just good people and they might know of me uh i grew up back in the day when when you were uh, identified by your relatives right in the country that's in the rural areas that's what it was oh you're so-and-so's grandson yeah i know him he's a fine man or you know you're so-and-so's your mother i remember her she played Basketball in high school back when we were growing up, or you know, things like that, those kinds of connections that a lot of kids today don't get to experience. And, and, uh, uh and, and you know, there's a lot of good connections too that people make today. But, uh, now as I've gotten into my senior year, older years, uh, more mature years, let's say, um, I, I see the value and the impact of, of, of doing that, of, of paying it forward um and, and and doing things for the right reason and, and you talk about uh you know the the other things that i was talking about how does it affect what i what i do um i don't think that it's right for the world and, and i'm not talking about anything on the political spectrum at all and and people will, might want to try to pin it somewhere but that's not not my point my point is i don't think it's right for the world for the inhabitants of the world to look to someone else to do for them what i think it, it's right for the people of the world to do is do everything they can and then those around us look and see how we can help those that that might uh, benefit that might be you know uh doing everything that they can within their power and they just need a little extra help to to make that next step whatever that is uh, because I can tell you there is a tremendous amount of pride and and I know pride is can be you know a negative emotion, but a feeling of accomplishment right and and I guess that's why you know this whole thing about being uncomfortable with people helping and giving and the, going back to the the free lunches uh, uh, i didn't i didn't want to owe anybody anything right, and that's sort of was the, the sense of how I, how I rationalized that. And as I've gotten older, I see it less like that, like, well, someone, I owe someone, and more like, good, this enables me to do this for someone else or do something like this for someone else and paying it forward. Um, and now, this is where I think it does get a little political uh, because I think it's, it, it paints me in a on a, uh, more clearly in a certain spot on the political spectrum. Um, uh, I don't believe... It's government's responsibility to provide jobs, to provide value, to provide security for, for people. I think that's their responsibility. That
1: only, that only has a political uh, implication because you use the word government, right? I think what you sure. – and, and this was where I will push back on you because I think what you really mean, because I feel like I know your heart here, is that it's not uh, other people's uh, – it shouldn't be the expectation that it is other people's responsibility to do that. Right, because government yeah, that, that is, is just a word for other people and that, that's yes. part of my perspective is that government sure. means nothing but just other people um, and, and, and just to kind of I don't want to hijack your story here no, that's fine. but the way that I view what you're talking about that same scenario because I have similar pr- perspective to it um, I don't think it's identical perspective but a similar perspective but the way that I view it is that um, the idea that you're trying to get across is that it is everyone's responsibility to do what is whatever is within their power to help those around them. And it is not prudent to expect that other people will do that because if you expect that other people do that, what's to stop everybody else from expecting that other people will do it? And then no one wants to do it, thus no one does it except for the people who will take on that responsibility but then you don't you care about it being done so little that the people who volunteer that know that you're not going to look at it because you don't care, so they will take that position to be able to do whatever they want in addition to the guise of helping other people taking care of other people that's the way it plays out in human behavior forget about politics forget about government and all that that's how it plays out in human behavior and i think Mm -hmm. that's really what you're i feel like is more uh accurate or accurate to your perspective than to say that it's just government because it's not necessarily just government right it could be it could could be charity organizations because charity organizations can do the exact same thing right and have right very clearly have yeah. So,
0: anyway, you, you're right. You're right that I, I I painted it more on the political. Uh, uh, uh issue because that's
1: how it manifests because here's here's how i distinguish it's not how no no no. i want to push back against that too it's not how it manifests it's it, it is the popular perception of how it manifests it manifests in human behavior and then government is one of the many array the large array of tools that people who manifest that kind of behavior grab onto to leverage that negative behavior to greater and greater degrees yeah
0: I, I, Absolutely. What I was really trying to say, though, was how it manifested in my in my in my discussion here. I didn't mean that, that oh, okay. it manifested. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's how it came into my in my part of my discussion was. Was that was the the the, the quickest way that, that popped into my mind on how to articulate that? You did a much better job and much more, you know, comprehensive and thir- an and accurate, and thorough job. But I think it's important,
1: right? Because and this is this is a large uh, part of my perspective, and and I don't know if we'll have time to get to it this this episode, maybe next episode. Uh, but a large part of my perspective is that uh, because language is so important, this kind of ties back into what we talked about maybe last time or the time before, where. Uh, When we think, we conceptualize it as us talking to ourselves. And so the same mechanism that we use to communicate to other people, we, when we try to communicate to ourselves, we use that same mechanism. Thus, we subject ourselves to the same flaws, but in two directions, in the outgoing direction of the imprecision of the talking to ourselves and then the imprecision of the reinterpretation of it when we listen to ourselves. So what we do is when we do that is we get in really bad mode of pushing ourselves even farther from our true intentions. Not only that, there are people that know that this happen, and those people that know that this happens in individuals and they take advantage of that to try to instill new language to make people always think about things in certain terms so thus if you always think about it in those terms you're always continually forever pushing yourself in your position and your beliefs farther and farther and farther and farther away from your true intentions and that's where things like politics government uh uh all of that kind of crap and i'll say it as crap is is why it's it's why all those things are are crap and are a problem is because those are the mechanisms that that people with really bad intentions use as those tools to pry our actions and our beliefs away further and further from our pure intentions and that is the 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 big underlying evil Uh, And I say the quotes, but it is evil, the underlying evil of all of this stuff that's when we talked before about, you know, agenda, narrative framing and all of that. Those are the uh, those are the the conduits, the uh, 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 media through which uh, these people, these evil people with evil intentions are asserting these tools or, or applying these tools to pry our beliefs perspectives and actions farther and farther away from our true pure intentions and i think most people most if not all people have true pure intentions at their core they've just been pried so far away from that that they're not and they're not aware of it right
0: right right Uh, which which that, that is that is a great connector uh to the the discussions we've had over the past weeks leading up to where we are today Right. And, and in this, you know, somewhat of a revelation of, of our belief structures, or at least today, my belief structures, and, and, and a peek into some of yours, um, and, and how they are even susceptible, potentially susceptible to, to the imprecision. Of, of language and, and even internally, as, as you were describing. So, well,
1: they're always percept- um, they're always susceptible to that, and it's always a pitfall. So, our our goal must be to reduce that as much as possible. We'll never eliminate it, but 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 in the way that you reduce it is you become aware of it, you look at it, you you, you inspect it at a as deep of a level as you possibly can, and you hold the intention of why you're doing that. And you're not doing that to to manipulate further, right, and to to coerce other people to your perspective. It's so that you understand that difference between where you're what you're telling yourself versus what you really understand to feel and, and believe.
0: So uh so doctor is, is my session on the couch <laughs> up today. I feel like I've been in a third yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because i've been I've been sort of you know uh, revealing some 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 uh, fairly deep stuff sure um, uh, and, and obviously there's 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 much much more to to, to me that than, than, than that but I just kind of wanted to paint sort of a you know a, 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 a significant uh, a branch of of my, my belief systems and the things that, that I think, and I, you know, and I could, I could be wrong in some respects. There could be other things that, that affected me that, you know, more significantly that I didn't bring in, but I do believe the, 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 the things that I alluded to are, are some pretty significant core uh, foundational blocks that affected, uh, you know, the, the belief structure that I have today. And, and I'm curious, uh, and, you know, probably next time, uh, how, you would describe sort of how you got where you are, because you know I know we've chatted on numerous occasions that that I think you have a clarity of of your belief and a, and a resolution of your beliefs that uh, I think is is uh, is extremely admirable and uh, uh, compelling, right? And and I you know I've admitted that many times I've, I've learned things from you, learned a different perspective that's caused me to change some of the 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 perceptions and the interpretations of things that that, that I, I believed or i thought i believed and to refine them and in some cases you know adapt them uh uh but but nothing that that i that i, that I think is contested what i believe is truth you know what i'm saying because sure. i, I that, that's i'm resolute about about that now i could be mistaken on certain things but i haven't seen things that i've uh, held on to as truth that uh, uh, you know are in conflict with 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 what I've, I've experienced myself and then what I perceive from from you. So, um, you think this is a, a good time to to uh, schedule our next session? And yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, and, and go from there and swap, and, and swap positions. You, you get on the, the couch and I'll be in the in the the leather uh, chair <laughs> <laughs> with the cigar. I mean, with the uh, the pipe rather. Um, uh, it, being tongue in cheek, I this I don't really feel like you were you were performing therapy. I just felt like that I was the one, you know, you know, on the on the the uh, psychiatrist couch, uh, revealing and um and and you know to a s- small degree of catharsis, right? Of uh, course, uh, oh yeah, somewhat.
1: Well, that's why that—that's you know a large percentage. Of why, in actuality, that that happens, right? Is because so so much of the uh, contortions that we go through as humans are because um, you know we just haven't been able to speak how we feel, and that's why. Talk therapy like that is is a real thing. And and it's 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 literally what we're talking about here, right? Is the it's this mm-hmm. disconnect between who you feel that you are and you want to be and all of the things that you say and that you think and all of the um, entities that you allow to hijack that and pull it away from you and take it for their own ends, whether good or bad, right? Yep. So so but yeah, I, so, I think so. I, I look forward to to the next conversation for sure.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, uh, uh, yeah, I look forward to it as well. Uh, I'll put my, my listeners on and and uh, uh, hopefully learn a lot and and uh, uh, and hear what you've got to say.
1: Sounds good. Next All time. right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Dole.
0: Indeed, my pleasure.